heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We have made it, guys. Episode 60 of YWC Football Talk. As per my tweet earlier today, we got Phil here. We got Markeem here. But before we talk football, uh, I want to talk about something that up here in Canada is a very personal thing today for me and everything else. It's hashtag Bell Let's Talk Day. And for those of you in the States or abroad, what that is is basically for every time you use the hashtag or even there's a video they made with Michael Buble that you can um, retweet, post on Instagram, or even to I've seen on TikTok. Basically what it's doing is raising uh, awareness for mental health, and that's something that like a lot of people struggle with on a uh, daily basis. It's something that a lot of people are afraid, even still to this day, to come out and talk about. I know one for myself, I've, I have struggles that I keep personal, uh, even... Even to like just something as simple as talking to a friend. Uh, I know this isn't football related, but sometimes we have to have these tough conversations that are bigger than the game itself. So I just wanted to come out here quickly and just say, you know what? It's always good to check in on someone and make sure if they're always okay. Um, I hope Phil doesn't mind me bringing this up, but a few weeks before we were about to record, we just had a little talk about something that was going on with his life. And like, look, it could have made someone's a difference in someone's day or how they look at things. Because at the end of the day, I'm always here, no matter who's here with me hosting to be an escape, not only for myself, hopefully for the people that are co-hosting with me, or for the people that are listening to this podcast, so I hope that everyone who listens to this and understands, I'm not saying to go out there and use the hashtag, I'm just going out there to say, it's okay to not be okay, and if you all ever want to talk, reach out to anyone, because you know what, no one's ever going to slam that door on your face, that's just, I know I'm going on for a while and a bit of a tangent, but it's just something that I wanted to get off my chest, just because look, Mental health, especially during these tough times over the last 10 months, is something that really has gone unnoticed, but the fact now that it is taking a forefront and making a comeback in the senses of, hey, it's okay to talk, it's okay to, you know what, say, hey, I'm having a bad day, hey, I'm suffering because of isolation and quarantine and not being able to see or hug anyone and only seeing your family members on Zoom for those unfortunate people, but you know what, guys, we're going to get through this together, and I just it's just something I wanted to get off my chest, guys, I hope you don't mind me talking about this at all. No, man, that's, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You said it awesome. Uh, yeah, good words. And yeah, like I, like you, you mentioned it before, I had a moment, you know, I think everybody has moments and, and it's okay to talk about it. Like talk to your friends about it, talk to somebody, whoever it is you have to talk to. Um, I mean, obviously everyone knows that I'm a religious guy, so obviously God is someone, you know, that, that is a big part of my life. But don't ever think like you're weak because like you have mental, like there's like you're having anxiety or if you're having depression. It's like it's just as important if not even more important than physical pain. So it's like, it's the same, you know, it's like, I know a lot of people like to, uh, to downplay mental health. That's not any, any less important uh, to, to handle uh, as physical health. So just don't forget that. And just like I said, like always know, like, you, like I always, my biggest thing is like, I always know what it feels like to be on my lowest of lows. So when I'm not low, I like to pick everybody else up because when I'm high, like, I, and I'm like, not high, like, you know, on drugs, but no, we got I'm you. Saying, I got you. But I'm high on life and I'm high, you know, on, uh, you know, I'm having a good day and stuff like that. I like to, like, that's one of the biggest things I'm known for at work is that I'm always putting smiles on people's faces. And that's what I'll, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. So, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, 
when you said you had something not football related to talk about, I thought it was like something terrible. I was like, what's going yeah. on? No. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I ain't got much to add. It's all, everything else said. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 I just wanted to just talk about it quickly just because, look, like, even something simple as just asking someone what's up or if you can tell someone's off, like how Phil said, he's the kind of guy at work that likes to put a smile on people's faces. Something simple as saying hello to a person can make someone's day because you can see them externally, but like that's why a lot of the times when they say, hey, look, sometimes a smile is not always a smile. And like even I say too for everything going on and stuff and even to how – we started to see more and more athletes open up about this because a lot of them are afraid to because they don't know what their image is going to look like. It started with guys like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan in the NBA. And even, too, like I believe you've seen NFL players start to talk about it or address it more. Um, but it's just one of those things I wanted to say about. Like, no, nothing terrible had happened. Um, obviously, there's other stuff going on in the world, and especially with the football world lately, that has gone on that should not be swept under the rug. But um, it's just something I wanted to bring up, Markeem, that, like, you know, have that conversation because sometimes, you know what, it's that conversation that sometimes you don't want to have, but you know what, sometimes having it, you feel like a ton of bricks has just been removed off of your back. That's all. Yeah, Griffin, I would, one thing I'd like to add, too, is, like, just the fact that, like, in today's world more than anything, it's like with it being a technology-driven world and being, like, a social media-driven world, it's hard to escape from like your problems and from things that you're thinking of. So it's like, that's, that's why it's even more important to talk about it because they're like, it's just hard to escape and, and, you know, get away from the world for a little while because it's everywhere. You know, you're, it's, you know, everything's out and open, everything's, you know, so it's like everybody has their stuff out there. So then it's like, when you don't post something for a while, it's like, like people are on you. So it's like, it's just, there's a lot of pressure, extra pressure than, uh, uh, than times before. So I think that's, you know, and then of course with COVID going on, that doesn't help things either. So, Definitely, like I said, talk to somebody if you if you have you know, and, and I did that as well. So I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to say that I've done it. So recently, actually, too. So there's absolutely nothing wrong. No, there's nothing with, to be ashamed of at all. No, like some people look at it as, oh, I don't know if I want to go or I don't know if this, but you know what? Like I said, sometimes something as simple as like you know what, like you take that split second if someone asks you, hey, are you okay? And then it's just like, no, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then. The second you open up, it just makes a world of difference. Like you, like even too, like I said before, you just interacting with someone for even a ten seconds makes someone's day. You see, because even too, like you see people, like we know people, obviously within our friend groups as well, who do suffer from, who have a lot of issues with whether it be depression, anxiety, all this other stuff. Something simple as talking to someone and just saying, like, "Hey, man, I'm here for you if you ever need me," make a world of difference. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't want to dwell on that too long because I don't want to say that. And also, too, um, we can, you guys can talk about the Chad Wheeler stuff if you want. I addressed it last night. I We can still discuss it further. I just don't know how much we want to go in-depth with it just because, look, issues like this should not be swept under the rug by the NFL because we know that domestic violence in the NFL is an issue that is literally the elephant in the room besides uh, concussions, obviously, and obviously everything else going on in the league. But just I, I, I just got to say, look, the fact that there's people out there talking about it is just, you know what, the more we talk about it, the more of a voice you're going to have against domestic I, violence. I want to I wanna wait to know more about it before I, you know. Right, that's the same. I haven't, I haven't seen a whole, I mean, I've only seen a few things. And I like, yeah, I'm the same way with Markeem. I don't want to. All we know is that so far he's been charged and he's been arrested. We don't really know much else yet. We don't yeah. know the extent. We don't know. 
I think I saw that. From what I from what I saw, it was he apparently suffers from bipolar issues. He was off his meds, and apparently he tried to make his girlfriend like bow down towards him, and then when she didn't, he basically choked her out until she lost consciousness, and then. Like, I've, I've seen the images of what she looked like after it, and it's just horrifying. Like, it's one of those things, like, yeah. we're all raised as men to never lay your hands on a woman. And just and to... Not, ju- and I, and, yeah, and I'm not defending him at all, because I don't know this, like I said, I don't even know the story. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, no, no, no. Definitely not, but, yeah. you know. Well, one thing I was going to say, we bring, we, I've referenced this movie a lot, but Concussion, like, brought, brings a lot of that CTE stuff to light. Like, there's some things that go on in that movie that you're like, you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case with this, but I'm just saying, like, also keep that in mind too. It could be very uh, not that not that gives them an excuse, but I'm just saying like that could be very well what what happened here too. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Because I actually remember I saw the movie of the group bunch of friends when it came out back. I think like five years ago. And Phil, actually one of the people I was in that group of friends that we I went to the movies with. This was obviously before when that was a thing. Um, was Ravi, and I remember he literally was just like, Jesus Christ, like he had no idea. For those of you wondering, referring to yes, it's Assault and Battery Seven Seven Seven. Um, he, cause he's not really a football fan and he had it like it for someone like him, it opens your, it opened their doors to like, holy shit. I didn't realize this is how bad it is. Cause like a lot of people don't realize exactly. That's another thing too. Like what kind of goes back to the mental health thing of like, you don't know exactly what's goes on in your head. That's why there's so much more emphasis on safety within the game at any level. Yeah, that's I'm a big advocate. I, like, I'm sorry. Like, I know some people don't like, like, oh, so the, the game is soft. And it's like, it, no, we're just smarter now. It's like, I think, I mean, yeah, there are some things that, like, yeah, I think, like, you know, some there could be some soft calls, quote unquote, or whatever. But I do, like, I'm all for protecting players. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm all behind the targeting and uh, rules in college. Like, I get it. Like, I, under, I understand what Markeem's in about because like, it can be. There's some like, like okay, all right, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Markeem. I'm, I'm, I'm for the rule, but I do feel like the punishment shouldn't be as stiff. Like, you get called one time, you're gone. One time, come on, man. What, especially a lot of times it's accidental, and right. they're still gone. Right. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but I feel you. I agree. And, you're, it's just, you're it's just a tough, point, the main point, I agree with that. Absolutely. It's just a tough, it's a tough, like, yeah, it's like a tough, like, what do you do? Like, because it's like, you, you, you don't want to, you want a no tolerance policy, but then it's like, I agree with you as well. As, as far as like, when and you're done, it kind of sucks. Like, when the player, like, it's hard to just, it's hard to judge intent. That's where the problem comes. So, um, but, you know, because there are people, there are dirty hits. I mean, people, know what they're doing but if i'm if i'm coming at you as fast as i can and i'm curling up to protect me and you happen to hit but my head at the same yeah. time it happens yeah i also think too Markeem, on that note i do think like it's so much so basis on defense uh, defensive uh plays where i think sometimes the offense guy needs to absolutely hit. thank think, you yeah it's like yeah, it's almost like drawing yeah. a charge in basketball you know what i mean it's like the offensive same guy shit. the offensive guy knows exactly like what he's gonna do like like and where you're coming at it's like he, like, you know, if he's leaning down with his head, it should be on him just as well. You know, it's just like you came down your head. It's not the defender can't stop. You know, like you're the one that actually put your head down. So I think that, like, that's where the issue is at, too, as well. But Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you, there's like, I feel like there's no right answer. Like, look, like, especially with the refs, how there's certain things like targeting, like, I kind of agree where, look, I think it could be like the NFL, you know, where unsportsman like, is, you know what, first time you do it, it's a warning, and then the second time it happens, you're disqualified, because exactly. we saw something like, look at the impact of, like, it happened, ironically, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, 2019, 
Sean Wade had that hit on Trevor Lawrence. That kind of changed the momentum of the game. Same thing happened this year, but reverse. James Salski had the targeting on Justin Fields, where even to it's not head-to-head contact, it's leading with the head. I feel like they're only doing that to kind of like, you know, teach them a lesson, but at the same time, too, it's just a really weird... It's a weird spot. It's a rock at a hard place, if you will, in my opinion, about the whole targeting rules when it comes to the... Uh, when it comes to college football, but then again, that's just scratching the surface of what exactly is not right with college football. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just a tough call. I, like, I, I don't know, because I, I don't think the answer is just a personal foul. I think it has to be more than that, but I don't know. That's why I said, like, the whole, hey, warning, and then if you do it again, then you're tossed. That's all. Um, But moving on to more of a light... But, but, but then okay. again, if you do that, like, it's almost like in boxing, where, you know, I, I, get, I get one elbow... And that's my warning. You know what I mean? Let me go ahead and get that in. Get that warning in. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're right. So like, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing you're preventing. They're like, well, I can, I can get one. And then I don't have to do another in the entire game. Like that's yeah. that, like I said, that, I think that opens up. To me, I'd rather it be too harsh than too lenient. I will say that. I will agree with that. You know what? Actually, I agree with you upon that. Um, but I just want to move on to, because obviously we talked about the mental health stuff and then a little bit about the whole situation. We, For those of like like we were saying, we don't – we. It's not that we don't agree with it. It's just, look, sometimes you don't know the full story, and until the full story comes out, we'll keep our opinions to ourselves. But I want Markeem to go in on this. Uh, Nick Sirianni. And also, too, I believe Brian Johnson got hired as the quarterback's coach. And, man, Philly's... It's interesting, because, fun fact, I don't know if people know this, but Brian Johnson uh, recruited, I believe, he developed Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. He worked with Kyle Trask at Florida. He recruited, I think he was trying to recruit Jalen to go to Mississippi State as well. And I think he's known Jalen since Jalen was like four. So you have that, but then you have Nick Sariani, who's kind of like a Frank Wright disciple, if you will. Who, we all know Frank, worked very well with Carson Wentz. So, Markeem, take it away. Uh, I, 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 I... I don't know how to feel right now because I wanted us to go out and get someone more established. I mean, I don't know where you're getting them from because the thing that the Eagles need the most right now is stability. And I wanted an established head. It doesn't even have to be like a like an established NFL head coach. Just somebody established as a head coach. It's his first gig, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Who, who knows? Because the problem was with the Eagles – it wasn't just Doug Peterson uh, making bad decisions during games. He lost the locker room. And what you want someone is, the, is someone that can come in and immediately get the locker room back. And I'm just, I, I don't know about this dude. You know I mean, I'm willing to give him a shot. He did a good job last year with the Colts. You know I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give him a shot, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Take, I, I just don't, I don't know how to feel. Like a grain I, of salt. I, like I like that he's young. You know what I mean, that, that's, that's a good sign. But I wanted someone. I wanted someone more established. I don't know who that someone was, but would you rather? Wanted. Here's a question for you, Mark. Would you rather had him or Josh McDaniels? <sighs> See, we we seen how this Josh McDaniels thing worked out, though. We seen it, right? We right. saw it already. Right. But like, nah, nah, not not McDaniels. I don't I don't know who, but somebody like like here's the thing. Jacksonville was able to pull someone like Urban Meyer. And say what you will about him as an NFL coach, we don't know yet. You know what I mean? But one thing we do know is that he's an established leader of a, I don't want to say franchise, because, you know, but. Leader of men? Leader of a program, of a football team. The solid foundation 
you know what I'm saying, main voice of a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the guy who's an assistant to someone else. You know what I mean? That's what I want. I wanted someone tenured that's used to leading. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, man. I, I'm willing to give him a shot, though. I just wish that the Eagles had that same mindset that I did because they see how this situation imploded. Like, the Eagles were bad. A lot of injuries happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't have been one of the worst teams in football. You know what I mean? Like, it, it shouldn't have, it should have never been that bad. It should have never got that. And I don't know how to feel. Um, you, can, I, can I just say something quickly, Phil, before you cut in? You know this coaching cycle? Every one of these coaches is a first-time NFL head coach. I think that's something that hasn't been done in a yeah. very long time, yeah. which is something very interesting. But there's a lot of these guys where I'm excited. A part, of, like, part of me thinks that I'm excited to see how they work out. There's some guys where it's like, I don't know. And then you got some guys who are getting long deals, but that's because of the situation that they're walking into is not exactly good. It's the, hey, there's going to be painful years ahead, so we're being lenient on you. But by year three or four, we expect this to be turned around. I'm more referring to Dan Campbell than anyone else, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, was like, I was like, where are we going with this? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's more referring to Dan Campbell, but I feel like with Sirianni, like, say if this year, I like, like with Philadelphia, like, it's going to be a very interesting year with them just to see where they go. But, like, if there's if they have a bad season coming up, like, I think fans are going to kind of take it like, hey, look, everything's fine, then look ahead to 2022 kind of thing. Is that kind of where you feel or at the same time, too? I, I, just, I just want stability. If he brings some – we can be – you know, I'm fine with being bad. I don't expect us to make the playoffs or anything. But if he could at least have us stable where, you know what I'm saying, we're not the laughing stock of the league like we were for the end of this season – yeah, I mean, we don't know what's happening at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what the front office thinks of the team and the coaches. Yeah, I mean, as long as we're staying, we're not the New York Knicks, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, just stay. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want a stability. You know, people, people can say, you know what, they might not be very good, but they have a plan. Yeah, you know I mean, and if he gives me that, I, I, I'll give him a couple years if he gives me that. You know, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Phil, go ahead. No, was just, the only other thing I was gonna I was just gonna segue into the fact that you know so like what are your so I mean I have everybody knows I've mentioned Kirk's before he's a big time Eagles fan uh, my, my best friend but um I just I've asked him about it but um I just want to know what you think like what do you see happening with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts like do what do you think where do you think the answer is is in that I, 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 I want I want him to make a decision on that I think he should just. You know what I mean? Because Jalen Hurts kind of showed his true colors that he wasn't very good. You know what I mean? I think, I think he kind of, you know what I mean? Like, he had, he had a couple, he had a good game, and he had a good half, and then he kind of shown who he was. You know what I mean? But, you know, just start start wins because he's making too much money not to. If you're not going to move him, start him. You know what I mean? And, you know, just go from there because you're not – if you if you bench him, you could never go back. But just, but just know that – Jalen Hurts is not the long-term answer with this team. Either way you want to put it. Either, no matter what you want to, you know what I'm No matter how you want to slice it, if you think you can fix Carson Wentz, fine. But just know Jalen Hurts is not the answer. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't think if we take out Wentz and put in Hurts, we got a chance to win. Nah, if you're doing that, you have decided that this is a, you know what I'm saying, this season is a wash, and we're going to try again next year, and neither one of those dudes are our quarterback. 
I mean, because right. it's, it's not it's not Jalen Hurts as much as everybody wants it to be. It's not, and I'm not sure if it's Carson Wentz, but you have to at least see if it's him or not. That's what you have to see. That's why I feel like they brought in Sirianni because part of me thinks that there was some weird plan by Roseman and Lurie to like, you know, finesse right back to Philadelphia, but they were like, you know what? If we can't have him, let's go get a guy who's worked underneath him. That's just me though. Uh, no, I, I think that's the truth to that. I think that's I think they realized we chose the wrong guy because I when it happened, I didn't outwardly say it, but I was like, I think they might have kept the wrong guy. I mean, I, it, it it really feels like, and I know y'all remember this. Remember the Chuck Pagano and Bruce Arians thing a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Pagano was out when he had cancer, and I'm glad he's okay now. You know what I mean? But uh, he was out, and then Arians led them to like an eleven to five record. You want coach of the year? And, and, and then they let him walk. And then they kept Pagano, and then the Colts kind of struggled and ruined Andrew Luck's career. You know, <laughs> they remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this, that's what that reminded me of, and I think you know, it's kind of been proven true. Yeah. Um. There, but out of all the, I, I just want to ask you guys quickly: out of all the head coaching hires, which one do you feel like has the most potential uh, to be successful? Like the one that could probably you know turn their ship around the quickest because. There's some that I like, and then there's some that I'm kind of a little skeptical on. I feel you go ahead. Yeah, to me, it's Urban Meyer, and I, and I know there's a lot of like questions behind. Like, obviously, can he can he coach in the NFL? But to me, because of what he's done in college and the fact that he's gonna have control in Jacksonville, and he's getting Trevor Lawrence, so that's enough. I mean, I'm big on Trevor Lawrence, even though I'm not a Clemson fan. But so like, I just think that there's pieces that he's getting to start off fresh. Like, yeah, it may take a take a few years or whatever but like I, I just think that he's going to be set up more to, to be able to succeed than anybody else uh my guy in new york um what's his oh, name robert sala oh, <laughs> no no because because think about it one thing one thing he has proven is that when you give him the players he can have a historically great defense you know what i mean and, and, and truth be told we know the jets are not necessarily the most dynamic offensively. They don't know who they is quarterback, so it'll be all that good stuff. But we do the one thing he can fix their defense. You know what I mean? If you have an elite defense, and I, it's not even saying they were terrible, but they weren't very good. But uh, if you have an elite defense, you know what I mean? You're in every game. You know what I'm saying? So he has, to me, he has the most potential to turn it around quicker. You know what I mean? But in terms of, like, the highest upside, I, I also think it's Byron. I think that uh, if you if – you, when Urban Meyer went to Utah, like that program was in shambles. Like, like Shep, he he found he found Alex Smith. He got him drafted number one overall. You know what I mean? Now Utah is consistently a a you know a, a force. You know what I mean? In, in the Pac-12 and before they were in the Mountain West, you know what I mean they were. You know what I mean? They, you know what I'm saying they were always in the mix. You know what I mean? And it's still always competitive. You know what I mean? A lot of it had to do with the foundation Urban Meyer set. So he's proven that he can. Build something out of nothing. I just don't know if he can do that in the NFL. We're gonna find out. I mean, but yeah, definitely homeboy. In, uh, definitely homeboy. In New York has the most potential to turn it around the quickest. I think. Um, I, I I like I like the Robert Sala hire in New York. I think it was a perfect fit, just because you know what, you need a guy in there whose character. Um, that Jets defense already has a couple pieces that I like. Like uh, Marcus May is a great safety. Um. Quentin Williams has potential to be a good defensive tackle. If they can actually get C.J. Mosley to play some games, we'll see what he's a, if he's still got his Baltimore 
swagger to him. And by that, I mean just like the talent level we have there. But one coach that at first when he was hired, I was skeptical. But the more I realized it, I like it, is the Brandon Staley hire in Los Angeles. Now, obviously, he was a D coordinator for the Rams. Now he's for the Chargers. But if the Chargers stay healthy, I think they're they're potentially making the playoffs. I have a very strong suit. If they can also to retain Hunter Henry... Um, there's a very good chance that they're in the playoff mix next year with the uh, other teams because we'll see what happens with teams like Denver and Vegas. But I, if, I, I, I like if Staley. Staley. If Staley is a good in-game coach, they're, they're a good team because like they lost a lot of close games last year. Yeah, I mean the problem was is that they had one of the worst game managers in the history of football. I mean, yeah, that was the problem. Like, legit, an all-time terrible head coach. I mean, I love Anthony Wynn. I love what he represents, but he was not a good head coach. When you, when you, I sorry to cut you off, but when you say our special teams is like Pearl Harbor, that's not a good thing. Like, yeah, it's not a good thing at all. No, um, the one, the one thing I'll actually say to Markeem, the one hire I love for you guys is Shane Steichen coming over. I was, I thought for sure the Chargers should have tried to retain him. I understand letting Gus Bradley walk to Vegas. And everything like that, but I really like the Steichen hire for you. Like he really worked well with uh, uh, Justin Herbert. I can't believe I was blanking on his name, but the Chargers have some pieces there. It's just health. Like the Chargers always seem to get hurt and losing those close games. But you're right. If Staley can be a good in-game manager and make smart decisions and not do like like Sean McDermott was a great coach this year, but he's a defensive-minded coach and he played it very safe on uh, Sunday. So if he makes situations like that or makes decisions like that, he's going to end up regretting it. But if he can make some good decisions here and there, he'll set the Chargers up for success. Oh, we're going we to talk about those games. Y'all going to get mad at me? Uh, you know what? If you, I, I talked about them last night, but if you guys want to give like, just quick thoughts and opinions on them, uh, go right ahead. I'll let you two take the floor with this one. You got anything to say? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean... I don't know. I, 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 I just have a point I want to make. Right, right, I'll let you, go. Right, no, you go ahead. I don't, you go ahead. Go ahead. Um, really I, all right. Well, small point and then big point. Um, if anybody ever thought the NFL was scripted, this is the year to think that. Let's think about it this way. <laughs> think about it this way, right? Like Tom Brady, who is considered by many the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, you got uh, fucking Patrick Mahomes, who is like, you know, the – the, the best young quarterback we may have ever seen, right? You know what I mean? And then, wouldn't this be like, either way, it's like the perfect, like, Brady's last ride. Because if they lose, we could just have the narrative of, well, you know, Brady passed the torch to him. Or if he wins, we could be like, you know, he showed that even the youngest guns can't hang. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? If you ever thought it was scripted, well, I think it's the season, right? But um, my main point I wanted to make is, look, man, y'all about to get mad at me, but I don't care. If you think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. This motherfucker has a, a 10 million Super Bowl rings, 500,000 infinity yards, and all the touchdowns that you can think of. That's fine. Uh, if you think that he is one of the greatest leaders in the history of team sports, that's fine, too. Like, who am I to argue with you on that? I may disagree with you, but who about argue with you on that? But if you think that he is the best athlete in the history of team sports, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, what, are, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? <laughs> so, 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 so he's better than Wayne Gretzky? You know what I mean? He's better than Babe Ruth. 
He's better than Barry Bonds. He's better than Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Like, what are we doing here, man? Jim Brown. Hey, let's, let's, let's stay in his sport. He's better than Jim Brown, Jerry Rice. We're doing this? We're really doing this? Honest to God, Markeem, honest to God, the first time I – I don't even know who tweeted I guess it was ESPN. The first time I saw that that question, I'm like, God, don't do this. Like, like, like even as I, I love Tom Brady, you know, Markeem, everybody who listens to this knows I am 100% a Tom Brady homer. But like, one, I don't think that that question, like, I saw a response to that question where someone was like, "Are we really about to judge uh, one sport versus the other?" Like, one, I don't think that's logically sound at all. First of all, to like even have, like, I don't even like the argument of best athlete. Like, no, like every like like you're gonna tell me he's better than Usain Bolt at run like I don't you know so like it's just like I just don't think you can like compare sports like that I don't think personally but like at the same time it's like why is it always got to be like we got to update like okay if he's the greatest of all time if he's going back again he's got to be the greatest of, in the universe like it's just no he's the goat move on like you don't have to like make this and the biggest thing I've always said like look I I obviously think Tom Brady's the goat but like. Why does he? Why does a quarterback always have to compare to the to another quarterback? Or or why do we always have to compare LeBron? Why can't LeBron just be great? Why does he have to be better than LeBron? Um, MJ or MJ has to be better than him? Like I, that's one of the things that the, the order I get, the more irritated I get. Because like Mahomes, like the dude is amazing. Don't crown him as a dynasty, amazing like future Hall of Famer after he wins one Super Bowl. Like that's not even fair to him. Like bro, let him play. Like let it. Oh, say he's oh, great. Oh, Phil, I'm not. I'm not to really get you mad, dude. They repeat. If, if they repeat and he goes, I don't want to play football anymore. I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he likes to play. <laughs> I just think he's mad. I would agree with that. If you like to make anybody can, like, I'm just no. I'm sorry, that was a little jab. But no, like no, like I, I don't disagree with that. What I'm saying though is, it's like you know what I'm saying, Marquis. Like we're crown, we crown people the second they do one thing. Like you saw Russell Wilson in Seattle. Like they could literally drop off, and we never like yeah, Russell Wilson's still great, but like. I just, like, I think, like, a lot of people like to jump, like, they just, like, predict in, like, oh, five, four, six, like, let's see, like, this, it, like, obviously I'm a homer in this scenario, but I think down the line we're going to look at how much, like, how crazy it was, the fact that, and how amazing it actually truly was as in an unbiased perspective of how long the Patriots were able to be successful. Like, and I think absolutely, that's, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're going to, I think once people are down, like, once the hate is, like, you know, once they're, you know, the, the, it's been years down down the line. Like you're gonna look back and like they did something that's never been done before. Like it will ne- might never ever be done again. The, and so that's the, only, I think, the only thing I can compare it to is the Spurs in the NBA. Right. They spent they went 23 years winning 50 plus games. Like that that's insane, man. You know what I mean, or or not? Like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been in the league or been a starter in the league since 2001, and somehow he's basically made the playoffs every year except one. And that was the year after the first one. And that's, look, that's, look, like that's crazy. That's, that's insane, man. And he's that's only crazy. not made it to the a- to a championship game like the. Sorry to cut you guys off. To championship Sunday, I think two thousand and five, two thousand and two thousand and five, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, and then two thousand and nineteen. It's insane. Four it's years. Um, I, I just want to step in. And to me, above all the stupid cliches people like to throw out, and that's why that's why he gets them. I know that's your boy. That's what gets on my nerves about him. That is his most. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's his most incredible feat. Fuck these Super Bowls, man. Because honestly, like winning winning a damn Super Bowl, there's so many things that go into that. And I feel like yo, like because he has how many? Yeah, six now. Because he has like who, 
Who cares? Like, bro, yes, that matters. But, like, him him being good for so long, I think, is his biggest claim to fame. You know what I mean? And like, fucking like, like Terry Bradshaw has four. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care, man. Like, it's Jadoway has two. Like, 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 we really gonna sit here and say Terry Bradshaw is a better quarterback than John Elway because he has two more Super Bowls. Like, what are we doing, man? I just, I, I think that there's something like you know, I do think it holds some, some merit, but I think like, yeah, I think that like you, I agree with you, Marquis. Like, I, I think it's just overwhelmingly like, I mean, no it's, one's gonna it's say a, it's a team. It's a team of company. Yeah, there's just so much. I mean, you can look, look like even though I still like I could criticize him for days about some of the choices that he made in that game, but not Brady, but the guy I'm about to talk about. But, like, even then, it's like Rodgers has had no coaching help for, like, a year. The dude is, like, basically the head coach. Like, no defensive help either, for fuck's sake. Yeah, not to mention he's had teams. Like, he is, like, the epitome of, like, wasted quarterback. Like, there's just so many tiers that he should, that he should have been there and they haven't been there. So, like, I'll even say that even though I am critical of Like, I think that there were some times that – I do think, and, and I guess I'll go ahead and say it now, like, there's points in that game, like, any other game, Rodgers runs for that first down. But because he's playing against Brady, you can you can argue against me all you want. But, like, I think because he's playing against Brady, he wanted to outduel him in that situation, and he threw it instead of running it. Any other game, Rodgers runs that, and, and they win. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think that, um, it was in his head. I just do. But, I do. but, but see, uh, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it was Brady, because, like, if you've watched him this year, he's been doing that a lot. I think he doesn't believe in his athleticism anymore. Even if you get tackled on the fucking two yard line, run the ball. Like you have that Tom Brady doesn't have. Like, like use your legs. But, but, but I really think that he just felt like he couldn't make it. And he might be right. That's that's a, that's a fair point. I'm just saying, like, I just felt like it just. And maybe I'm getting wrapped up in the whole Rodgers versus Brady, like just the the aspect of it. So that, that could be fair. Like I'll, I'll say that I I'll concede to that. But yeah. And, and, and the other thing that bothers me about the Tom Brady thing, why did y'all pick that game? And I'm not talking about y'all. I'm saying people in general to make that argument when he was god awful in that second half. Oh, he like, was, like what? Like why? Why after you see him have the worst half in his career? Skill 
that not many other like when the situation is not ideal for you and you're getting pummeled and you're getting destroyed and you know what I mean but you're not necessarily playing well but you still know the play to make to whether it's a touchdown whether it's a first down to seal the game for you you know what I mean you still know that play to make to end someone you know what I mean Tom Brady does that better than anybody except my guy in my opinion yeah, I mean, and and so. to me too. There's there's while we're talking, I know we're talking a lot of Brady talk, but there's something that like I have to get off my chest because so many people like I love Brady. I'm rooting for him. I've been rooting for him in the playoffs. I've been rooting for him all year. Like that's like that's my guy. That's my quarterback. I'm not gonna root for the the Bucks as a whole, but I do love Brady. I'm gonna always love Brady. That's not gonna change. I'm not one of those bitter Patriots fans that can't stand him now. But the if you're a Patriots fan, how could you even be bitter at all? Right, and, and 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 my thing is this, but but what I will, what I'm leading into is the fact that I don't like this this that's this idea that all of a sudden Brady was everything and Belichick was nothing, because listen listen here, one there's I could I could go off on, and countless things of why that's not true, but the one thing I want to say is it is way easier for Brady to go to another team that has all these like he, like just literally like plug Brady in and he's good to go. Way easier than Belichick having to revamp his entire team because now he doesn't have the quarterback he's had for years. To me, I think that's, there's, that's not there's a reason. There's a reason why Tom Brady wanted to leave, even beyond like you know him and Bill Belichick having this thing. Like that team wasn't that good anymore. Yeah, he was not. He's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I, and I'm not knocking when I say that. I'm not. That's not a knock on Brady. Like I totally. I get it. Like yeah, it hurt. It, he ripped my heart out. But at the same time, I get it. Like he doesn't have that. Even though Brady seems like in, invincible and, and immortal, he doesn't have that many years left. He's so, he ha- like, so he did what he had to do. He knew that wasn't happening in New England. We all knew that wasn't going to happen in New England. So I, I just think a lot of people are putting it on, well, Belichick, and obviously the memes are, are for fun and all that. But, like, everybody's at, like, it just wasn't going to, like, this doesn't, to me, I think Belichick will eventually prove prove that he's just as good without Brady. I, I just firmly believe that. Maybe that's homerism, I don't care, whatever you want to call it. I just think that, like, people were just saying that it was all Brady all of a sudden. Just don't, I just don't get that to me. It, it, look, look, and we just, we bought up the Spurs earlier. It doesn't matter who you are, at some point you will rebuild. Like, Greg Popovich is yeah. maybe the greatest NBA coach of all time, and he's rebuilding the Spurs right now. The Spurs are bad. The, the Spurs are a bad team. It happens to everyone. You know what I mean? It has literally everyone. And another la- last point I want to make about Tom Brady and this whole Super Bowl thing, right? Like, about Super Bowls being a team accomplishment. I want you to use your brain, man. Think about some of the greatest quarterbacks, not greatest, but some of the best passers you've ever seen in your life. You know what I mean? Think about guys like Pete Manning. And, you know, throw Tom Brady in there, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Dan Marino might be the best passer we've ever seen. And somehow that guy doesn't have a Super Bowl. There's a reason for that, man. It has nothing to do. <laughs> he just wasn't like, good enough. Yeah. If you think Dan Marino was not good enough to win a Super Bowl, then you're ridiculous, man. He didn't win. He didn't win because he played for the Dolphins. He didn't win because the game he played, the game he made the Super Bowl, he played against one of the greatest dynasties of all. That's why he didn't win. You know what I mean? Like, it's a team. Accomplishment. I don't think yeah, but goddamn, like, <laughs> to do no, it, man. And Mark, you can say that you can vouch for this for all the years of YouTube tape. Like, I've like I've grown as a fan, noticing like seeing these great quarterbacks, like Aaron Rodgers, for example, that I was just talking about, like, and seeing Peyton Manning several years, even in Indy, not being like, like, it, like, seeing that has made me respect more of what Dan, Dan Marino 
Dan Marino was able to do. Like I was a bit, I, I won't lie, I was a big hater. Like can't win one, don't talk to me. You're not in the, you're not in the conversation. But I get it now by seeing these other quarterbacks go through the same thing. Like and so I believe, and I believe people like you that saw, like I saw Dan Marino. When I was a kid, so it's hard for me to remember a lot. But like, like so now looking back, I guess what I'm saying, I have more respect for Dan Marino, seeing as like clearly you can be a great quarterback and just not. Like, like one thing we talked about with Rivers retiring, like Rivers literally played in an error where he had to play eight maybe. He was drafted the same year as Eli Manning. If you really believe Eli Manning is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers, I'm going to kick you in the nuts, man. Like, Rivers, yeah. hey, come on, man. Come on. It's like Phillip Rivers just didn't have – I mean, he's like – and if you talk about, like, as much as, like I said, like I'm, I know I'm going to – always talk about as a homer but when you have like so the Spurs are a good example too Marquee you can bring up who they play because I can't think of it off the top of my head right now but like they there's probably great teams that they face same thing with New England Seattle could have been like you can make a case that Seattle's maybe stays the dynasty if they don't have to play New England like you can maybe make a case that that Peyton Manning goes to more Super Bowls if New England doesn't exist like so these great teams also stop other stop other teams from being able to get there more like you know, so it's like, you know, and the same thing you can make a case for, you know, Aaron Rodgers, if his team maybe doesn't face the Giants in that one year, or doesn't face, you know, so there's just other things that there's just a lot that comes into it. And I think that that's, that gets lost in it. And it's just like, oh, he's the greatest. And, and just, well, I mean, there's a team, like there's, is a team aspect. And I agree with that. Uh, and imagine, so people that don't, there's the people that don't universe, get to it. Imagine if the universe worked a little different. And let's say someone like Mike Vick ended up in New England instead of Tom Brady. Or Donovan McNabb, or you know, even, even someone better like uh, like Peyton Manning. Let's say Peyton Manning and, and Bill Belichick it up together. You think they don't have success like that? It's yeah, a it's a two yeah, it's a two way yeah. street, man. It's, it's a two way street. It's a two way street, man. I'm tired of this shit. No, I, I, I agree with that. Like I said, I, like you know, I'm I'm like the biggest Brady homer in the world, but I, I totally get it. I, I'm I want to get on this argument, not argument, but it's just my opinions and everything. Um, I. I hate the whole comparisons of, oh, he's the next this. Um, one, There's two things that come to mind, and both are basketball-related. Uh, do you all remember the movie Coach Carter? Of course. Yeah. Do you remember how there was that one kid, uh, Ty Crane was his name, and they said, how does it feel to be the next LeBron James? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not the next LeBron. I'm the next, like, he's the next me. Like, I don't know why people always have to make the comparison of, like, like as soon as I, like, I uh, hear the whole comparison and everything, I just think of that movie right away. Also, too, I love Coach, besides me loving the, Coach Carter being a great movie. Um, it's just something that comes to mind. Even to the last dance, even we saw the whole like chapter on Kobe Bryant with Michael Jordan, where I think Kobe was trying to be the next Michael, and Mike or or was people were saying that like, oh, is Kobe the next Michael? And basically, they said no. There's like no Michael. There's no Kobe because there's all these comparisons. And obviously, it's been one year since he passed, unfortunately. Which so our R.I.P. Kobe. But the comparisons between Mahomes and Brady, it's just like guys. He, I understand Mahomes is great. Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the league right now. But to even call him already, oh, he's a baby goat. Like, remember when Seattle, 2015, they were back-to-back next big dynasty? Seattle hasn't been back to a conference championship game since 2014. It's 21 right now. Um, people in the NFL think all of a sudden, hey, just because the Patriots had this great dynasty run, they're gonna, like, it can be replicated. Like, the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the 70s won four Super Bowls in six years. They didn't win another one for almost, I believe, close to 30 years after that. 
Like that. These are just things people yeah. don't remember. Like, yeah, I think, I think it might have been exactly thirty years. Yeah, like they had that great. Also, too, that's another take. I, there's another take I have about the the Steelers seventy team. But even too, like look at the Cowboys. For as much fun as we make them, like a make like like have at their expense. And oh, we haven't been to a Super Bowl since like '95, and haven't been to the conference championship since. It just proves how difficult and how truly great New England was to win. I'm not going on and saying that Tom Brady is the greatest athlete of all time. No, no, no. My top two are Gretzky and Jordan. Um, but when it comes to game management, there's no one that's done it better. When it's the two-minute drill or you need a game-winning drive, there's no one that's done it better than Tom. And also, too, for everyone who's coming see, out of the see, woodwork... See, that's why I disagree. That's why I disagree, Griff. That's all I'm saying. No. I, I'm not saying great, like, when I'm saying game, when I'm saying game manager, I'm not saying of all sports, I'm saying NFL. Okay, okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because, like, even two. Hey, look, look, Tom Brady is, to me, in terms of the two-minute drill, is the second best ever. 98 yards in Cleveland, Ohio, against the elements, against one of the best defenses of the era. Yeah, I mean, you go 98 yards. To me, come on, man. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 but on, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, like, also too. Um, who, who else? Who else? Who is he throwing to? Because I don't know. You don't know either. <laughs> Nobody knows. Really? Know. Really? I couldn't name another player to be honest. Yeah, got, we gotta ask though, because I kind of zoned out because like with your guys' argument, which quarterback are you referring to exactly? Okay, okay, Elway, Elway. Great quarterback. Same, I, I know what game he's talking about. I think it's the nine, 1988 or 89 AFC Championship game, right? Yes, it was 89. 88. You're at 88. Yeah, 88. That was the game that went to overtime, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that game is one of the greatest playoff games in NFL history. Like, I remember... And that and that that drive, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I will admit, Brady's probably done it more consistently, but uh, and he's also been in position to do it more consistently. But that drive is the most clutch thing in the history of team sports. Period. It's not yeah. close to me. Um, that that ninety, that, that, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. There's a couple they, of they, they were celebrating. They were ready to just like, okay, all right, we, we just got to we just got to give them the punt. That's all. And he went down the field and got a touchdown. You know what I mean? That's what ghosts do. <laughs> um, I'll, say, I'll say this, Marquise, though. I don't remember much as a kid watching football. I do remember seeing him John Elway play. Like I did, like I, I won't. I'm not going to argue that he's not great. Like he's great, but like, like everyone talks about Aaron Rodgers' arm talent, and it is incredible. Nobody had a stronger arm than John Elway. Yeah, not, not, and that, that includes Brett Favre. Nobody. Okay. Nobody threw it further than John Elway. I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Can, can I just read you guys a couple of tweets that really have irked me over the last 24 hours? Go for it. The first one is, it's not, it's not a tweet, it's from a TV show, but Nick Wright was quoted as saying, if Patrick Mahomes in his first four years is 7-1 and one in the postseason, has two championships, a league MVP, and one, of, one or two Super Bowl MVPs, it's the greatest start to a career for any team sport athlete ever. Better than Gretzky, Abdul-Jabbar, and Jim Brown. Like... That's just something that blows my fucking mind. The other one, too, is, Phil, you saw me retweet it earlier today, was that thing from Slate saying, with six Super Bowl wins, you'd think Brady would have a, have to have at least one made-for-NFL films moment of immortality. It's it's stuff like that, Markeem. That, it's, it's stuff like those two statements that absolutely fucking irk me. Because in order to be a dynasty in my eyes, 
You've got to win at least three and four, or even three and five years, and you can't just like oh two two all of a sudden dynasty. Like like I said earlier, we that's expected. The same, like, well, that's the same. Well, hold on, hold on. No, no. I want to address that whole Tom Brady doesn't have any NFL film moments. Where has he been for the past twenty years? Like what? What about what about? You what about greatest comeback in the history of the NFL? Two Super Bowl comebacks down by ten points or more. In the fourth quarter, was he asleep when uh, he drove against the Rams, and then people were wrongly calling him the best QB in the league at that moment? Do you remember when uh, Madden was saying? Do you remember in that game how John Madden said to play? It would would have been the smarter idea to go and play for overtime, but then they, yeah. and then look what happened. Like even too before the game, like everyone thought that night, hey, the Rams are going to be a dynasty. Like everyone's saying this right now. Like if Kansas City well, I wins, it was too. I, th- I thought he was smoke. Everyone thought that St. Louis Rams team. Well, yeah, greatest show on turf. Uh, Marshawn. Uh, I was gonna say Marshawn. Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner, Terry Holt. Um, but look what happened. It got crushed. Like there's all these teams. Like even too. Like there was so much. Like even um, the one thing I was gonna say quickly, going back to the whole Jordan argument. Like even to why Philip Rivers doesn't have a ring is because of Tom Brady. Like how guys like look at the list of NBA players who are not champion because of Michael Jordan. Like Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Carl Malone. Uh, you, I can name other players, but I can't really think of any top of my head. Sean, Sean, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Sean, Sean uh, those great Seattle Mark, teams. Mark Price, Patrick Ewan. Um, Reggie you know, Miller. Alonzo Mourning, he not, you know. All right, did, did, Reggie, did, did, Reggie Miller. Did the Pacers, no, um, the Pacers made the finals in 2000 against the Lakers, but they lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who who No, no. Uh, Charles Barkley. I don't know if I said him already. Yeah, yeah, Charles Barkley. He doesn't have one. Uh, Kenny. Uh, that those Houston teams of Elijah and Kenny Smith probably don't either. If he doesn't step away. Don't do this, oh God! No, Griff. No. <laughs> Griff. All right. Okay. Okay. See, now we get off time. I'm just adding the point into of how great Tom is. Like how look, there's all these great players who don't have championships. We're not going to gloss on what you said, Griff. We're not going to do that. All right. I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't. I'm not saying that like those Olajuwon and Smith uh, Rockets wouldn't. I'm just saying there's a chance. Hey, they may not if Jordan had stayed with the uh, with the Bulls. That's all. I'm not saying that they're not. See, 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 see. Okay, okay, okay. I, I just got to throw this out here because I hear that a lot. I, that's see. That's why I think no, because I think the Bulls. This is a totally off topic, but the Bulls' weakness was that they struggled against bigs. Like even though they would win, like you would eat against them. Shaq would eat, you know what I'm saying? And then you played against the greatest big of the nineties. Like they would they would have lost one of those series. Throwing that out there. But go ahead. But even to look at their battles with the like a lot I didn't know this until the last dance, but like look at their battles with the Pistons before. Like they had everyone has that like if we're seeing this, I'm gonna make a comparison of the last dance with with Mahomes right now. You know how the um, Jordan couldn't beat the bad boy Pistons like Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas, and all that stuff? Yeah. Mahomes' only playoff blemish right now is Tom Brady. So, if Mahomes... I'll say this about the Super Bowl before we move on. But if Mahomes beats Tom, it's just like that whole, hey, look, you got... you Your quarterback beat, and like, you know what? You beat one of the best of all time to get there, and you're currently on your way to potentially being there. But I'll, with Tom, if Tom, yeah, we we gotta see like this situation is ideal for him. 
You know what I mean? The way this team is constructed, it's ideal for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to see how he plays when he's in a situation that isn't ideal. You know what I mean? Like, because Tom Brady, that, you know what I'm saying, even though they may not have won championships, he's played well in, in you know what I'm saying, against adversity when the team hasn't been totally built. Yeah, let's see what Mahomes does when he doesn't have Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Tyler like his, receiver, his receiver, best receiver, receiver is Tyler Gaffney. Let's see. You know, you know what I mean? Let, let, let's let's see. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what how he plays when his defense can't stop anybody, and it's it's totally on him. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying that defense is great, but they're respectable. But let's see how he plays when he's like Peyton Manning, and his team has to basically go out there and outscore everybody. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. How, let's see what he does then. You know what I mean? Um, I've seen Brady haters go out there and say like, oh, what about like his loss to the Eagles and stuff? Like people aren't forget it. Like people forget that, that Tom Brady, that's one of the greatest Super Bowl like passing performances of all time. And he lost 500 yeah. yards in a Super Bowl is just outstanding. Um, the other thing I was just trying to lean towards with everything, too, is I love the argument with that with Phil. But one thing I wanted to bring up quickly about Kansas City, because obviously throughout the head coaching cycle, Eric Bieniemy wasn't was left out. I have a theory for you guys that I heard on a podcast this week called Part of My Take from Barstool Sports, and they were talking about it. Do we think Bieniemy may be purposely not accepting jobs because he's been told, hey, if Andy Reid retires, we're hiring you? I, I don't know if that's it, but I do think he's like, nah, I'm waiting. I, I, think, know. I think he's waiting, yeah. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but I think, yeah, I think he's waiting. Because to me, how does he not have a job? Like, come on. Like, there's just no way. Like, he just does, like, they're caught, like, obviously I would think it would get leaked that, you know, like, hey, like, that we tried to call, he didn't want, but like, I just, I, yeah, I just think, I just don't think he's going yet. And I think that's the same thing, like, obviously Josh Hernandez has kind of did it and then left and came back anyway, but... I think Josh Martino's just kind of done the same thing. He just he thinks he's waiting out too. So Phil, I think there's a better chance that another guy named Belichick's coaching the Patriots before McDaniel's is like actual head coach. I, I, I think Steve. I think Steve has a better shot now. I think Steve. Steve. I think Bill is grooming Steve to take over because I think Josh at one point did, but now I think Steve is definitely the guy. I think. I think. I, I don't get why anybody like I know that's y'all boy, but I, I I don't think he can be a head coach, man. I don't, because I think, I've always been a big advocate, like, there's some things that McDaniels does that frustrates the hell out of me, but like, he, like, it doses, like, he, he, he shows great stuff, so it's like, but if he's like, total control, I'm not sure I would trust that. What, like running a fucking RPO on third down that's for a short yard gainage? I want to strangle him every time he plays that. Like, <laughs> God, so annoying. Um, I just want to switch gears now because the guys okay, obviously. Okay, cool, cool. Don't, let's not let's not forget. Like I'm not saying that it was horrible, horrible, but Mahomes did not play well in the first half of the Super Bowl last year. Like people forget that. Like obviously, what he did in the second half, you know, destroys the first half. But I'm just like, there's some like so. Let's just like I'm just throwing that out there. Like Mahomes does have moments too. Like everybody, you know, like he has truth, had moments. Truth be told, he was pretty normal to that fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then he was, you know, then he was Mahomes, and that's great. I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes. That's not what this argument is about. I just like, like I said, let Mahomes be great. Like, it doesn't have to be he's the next goat. Like, let's let him win. Let him play well. Let him, you know, it's like I just don't get where everybody has to be the goat after they won two or one or whatever. Um, (laughs) 
anyways. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to move on, because I messaged you guys about this, because I wanted to play a game with you guys, because obviously, well, we're only about 55 minutes in, but we can go for as long as we want. I, I don't care. This is my podcast. If you want to stop listening, look, I got a, I got a listener view what you what I call it. I don't know how Anchor keeps track of the stats, but, or a proper stat. Uh, yeah, listener. So I got the listen. Um, the one thing I want to go through you guys quickly is go through, if you guys are okay with this, going through each division and kind of doing uh, far out either we predict the records for each team or just the standings or do a hot take from each division for 2021. What would you guys rather? Oh, man. It's way too early. Yeah, Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know why? Because we can do it and then we can revisit it like a year from now and go, oh, I can't believe we were so wrong on that. Um. Uh, oh, I, I, got, I got a hot take right now, not, not with the NFL, but with college football. Y'all ready for it? You know what? Let's do it. Let's go into it. Before we get to the standings game, let's get into it. Uh, uh, my hot take is I believe that Bama will win the national championship, but, but here's the thing. They'll have a terrible defense, and they'll win with like the highest scoring college, you know, the highest scoring game in the history of the, <laughs> of the NCAA championship. It'll be like 50 to like 60-something. Don't they have, like, an unreal recruiting class coming in? Like, one of Saban's best? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, too, I think Bryce Young is going to be the starter for them this year, and apparently he's better than Mac Jones. Yeah, he's the, uh, he's the, like, Mac Jones was the transitional QB. That, that's, that's just, that's just astounding to me. I take for it. Coastal Carolina proves once again why they should be the, in the college football play. Um, you sure you, 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 you want to do that? You just, I, I think it might be a little worse next year, Phil. You sure you want to yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to change. Um, uh, yeah, we'll get. Uh, I have plenty of time to uh, to talk about my shot of clears. But there's one hot take I have about the uh, ACC. Actually, what's that? Someone else is going to win. No, I was going to say that Clemson does not make the college football playoff next year, and that they play North Carolina for the ACC championship. I actually think my, I say hot take, but I actually predict Clemson losing. North Carolina, though? Man, you I know, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, yeah, you know, a lot of those guys were seniors, Griff. Yeah. I thought the same thing, too, until I realized they were all seniors, and I was like, never mind. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeesh, a lot didn't. of their guys were seniors, yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say, too? Um, but no, I do believe that, though. I do, like, even though, uh, Clemson could make the, uh, make it to the ACC championship game, I don't think they'll be in the playoffs. I think. You're going to have uh, one of those other programs is going to step up. Hopefully, we don't know if... I think next year is going to be a full season of college football. I think next year is going to be no interrupted. We'll see where the fan situation is. But you know what? Kudos to both college football. Obviously, there was canceled games. There was post... Like, games removed like crazy. Same thing in the NFL. But you know what? They're both... One's going to crown a champion. And one crowned a champion. And now they have seven months to figure out how the world plays out. So, oh, here's a hot take for you. Ohio State makes the college football playoff after playing only two games. <laughs> only two games? <laughs> no, no, the, big, yeah. the Big Ten schedule. We'll be back. No, they'll be back. Yeah. No, that's all good. Um, also, too, did you guys hear with the Big Ten that Pat Fitzgerald got a 10-year extension? Yeah, I heard. I think that he leaves for if one NFL job opens up, though. But, but he's, been, he's been interviewed a bunch like, by NFL teams. I think if Matt Nagy gets fired, they're going to be knocking on his door. You think he leaves to go coast the Bears, though? That's been a big rumor for a while now that it, he wants to stay. He he'll stay with Northwestern, but he'll leave for the Bears. I, I don't know about that. Like, 
I was him, I would not do that. I don't know either. Like, there's, I don't know what's a bet. Uh, like, also too, can we? If Markeem, um, I don't know how much you knew about it, but you know a lot about the scandal that's going on in the with the Tennessee uh, Knights right now. No, I do not. Um, I only call them that, by the way, because obviously they got their athletic, their new athletic director and their new head coach, both from UCF, so I was having fun at that expense. Um, but apparently they were giving recruits cash in McDonald's bags, which I just find hysterical, because I saw a TikTok of a guy from Florida, I don't know, I, I can't remember who, who it was, but he was saying how there was a guy fully committed to Florida, 48 hours later he was committed to the volunteers, so it's just like, okay, what happened? Turns out they were getting thousands of dollars in McDonald's bags, I just find that hilarious. Yeah, t- Tennessee has not been on my radar because uh, they've been they, awful. They 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 they've been one of the most disappointing teams in college yeah. football. So well, I, Mark, Mark, I don't pay them attention. Since they haven't been on your radar, I will say something funny that I saw when the whole Tennessee when they fired they fired their head coach thing. I saw a lot of possible Lane Kiffin back to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when they were mad about wanting Greg Schiano? Yeah, Phil, our Marquine, remember when they were like Tennessee fans were pissed off for some reason because they wanted Greg Schiano? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like that doesn't seem like such a bad thing now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't hire a dumpster fire, so we're upset. Like, what what, is, what are we doing, man? So, so uh, Griff, I don't. I, you have to correct me. It might not have been this year, but I'm pretty sure it was this year. If it was last year, then okay, then it's not as much of a hot take. But remember my hot take that I said that this would be the last season that. That Aaron Rodgers plays with Green Bay. Yep, that might actually come true. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That might actually I, come. I, I don't. I don't think they willingly send him anywhere. But I do think he might finesse the system and pull the whole. You know, I'm retiring for like a year so I can get out my contract. He might do that. He, yeah. he really might do that. Yeah, I full. I I agree with that because I don't think he's gonna opt out and get traded. I think. Because I think a lot of what he said was just in the moment. Like, we've all been there before where, you know what, you say something without thinking about it or you say something out of emotion and it either comes off as wrong or you... That's why, like, the expression sleep on it is so good. I think just likes to troll. I think he knew what he was saying. I think he knew exactly what he was saying. That too. Don't let him lie to you. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was saying. Yeah. It's just... I just love it too because even back to the whole Super Bowl arguments from before, how we thought, hey... When will if will Rogers win two or will um, Breeze win two? Obviously, Breeze is probably going to retire, but still, Breeze one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, the only thing that Aaron Rodgers I'll say is my cousin is, and his wife are huge Packer fans, so now I just get to be a dick and troll them and say, "Hey, uh, Rodgers is going to look great in New England," even though I know it's not going to happen. But the big thing to watch out for that team too is, look, Devontae Adams has one more year left on his contract. So I'm not saying anything crazy, but I'm saying, hey, Green Bay doesn't get their act together. There's a good chance he's not uh, he's not a Packer in 2022. Green Bay getting their act together is highly unlikely. Exactly. Like, I was thinking about this the other day, talking to my sister. I'm like, man, they had Brett Favre and now Aaron Rodgers, and they only have two Super Bowls to show for that shit. That, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. You have two of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and you have two rings. That's just... Good and Lord. you have two legit two of the top fifteen quarterbacks to ever play. Yeah. <laughs> two first ballot I mean, Hall of Famers. There's a lot of, a lot of quarterback stuff coming off this, this offseason that's going to be very interesting. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. 
with that being said, actually, you know what? Instead of doing the uh, instead of doing the standings game, we'll play that later on. Um, I want to do the quarterback carousel. Uh, first off, I'm going to go to Markeem because I think Phil Phil and I talked about this before you got on our call with us. Where do you think Deshaun Watson's going to end up? All right. Well, I love that he has the no trade clause for him. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was genius. That was genius. Yeah. Um, I feel like the biggest haul could come from Miami. So I, I'm going to say Miami. Because, you, you know, you can get the most assets. And then if you don't like Tua, you can just, uh, you know what I'm saying, get him and then flip some of those assets you got, I mean, for something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think Miami is the is – the, I don't, I don't know how the kid will feel about that, but, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him, but. Yeah, I think Miami has the most, to, you know. But then again, yeah, you know I mean, sports are weird because I thought Philly had the most to offer, you know, Houston for James Harden. You see where he ended up, so I don't know. Sports are weird. Well, well, well. I mean, with the whole James Harden thing, I think it was just look, Philly didn't want to give up too much. But Chris Greer, I don't think is going to be. Part of me thinks, you know what, keep Tua, see what he's got, you just add a little bit more around the offense because Miami's got a great defense. But look, if there's that. If there's that great quarterback out there, it's hard to say no. Um, I I also like, love the like, fact that like, my yeah. Here's here's the thing. Like yeah. uh, I'm gonna cut you off, but uh, here's the thing. Like if you want to see what you have with Tua, that's fine. But I but I think you have to make the constant decision that whatever you have into it, it's probably not Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Right, just, right, right. Just, just go ahead and do that. And that's, that's a, and that's, and that's the case. I, I said this before the before the call started, but like that's the case. Like and from an unbiased perspective, because I think I would hope the Jets do nothing good. But from an unbiased perspective, I think the Jets like are you like you can't get like in realistic terms. You're not going to get Lawrence, right? Who's the clear cut number one, right? So if you're not, instead of taking a risk on this second best guy in Justin Fields, if you're not 100 percent sold on him, why would you not trade that away for a proven? T- Clearly proven entity in Deshaun Watson. To me, well, that that's Deshaun also too. Well, it is right, right. I know, right. Because I don't want Danny coming on here and rubbing it in our faces, Phil. To me, well, obviously I don't want it. Like that's that's clear as day. I don't want it to happen. Um, you know, to me, I think if I had like you know, but like yeah, so I I just think that the Jets that that from from a team other team's perspective that makes so much sense. To me, from a player perspective, from his perspective, obviously I don't know his like what he all wants in it. But to me, if he really wants to go and really succeed right off the bat, I think San Fran's the best fit for him, honestly. I think that's where he needs to go. Um, I just think that's that could be the team that he could could really succeed with um, the most um, until he you know, goes to the Super Bowl goes and uh, blows the 28th as a lead. But, um, <laughs> nah, hey, they, they got Deshaun Watson, though. They don't blow that lead. Yeah. That's, no. That, one would think. One would think. But, but yeah, so, you know um, – but yeah, I mean that's just my. Uh, I think. But uh, all right, Phil. Well, let, let me ask you a question. How, how do you pull this off? How does that happen? What do they give up? What is, what is it? What now? What what do the, what do uh, San Francisco give up to get Deshaun Watson? Their first rounder this year, uh, probably a second, probably their twenty twenty second first rounder. Yeah, probably first next year as well. Um, I don't think Jimmy's involved. I think Jimmy's straight up getting cut. They'll probably just cut Jimmy. Or trade him to someone else. But, yeah, because... But, but if, you're, if you're Houston, do you make that trade and not get a player back, though? Who could you get, though? That's a thing. Do you yeah, s- but you're getting... Like, to me, like, okay, it, it, like, I don't... Like, well, with Miami, they get... Like, Miami and New York, they both get a top pick. But, like, 
So, I mean, it's like, clearly they're going to draft their quarterback. So, if you're not going to draft your quarterback, if you're getting your quarterback, well, not Houston wouldn't get a pick. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. that's a good question. I don't have an answer to that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you can't. You're not trading Kittle. You're not trading. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, you're not trading any of your – because why, why trade for Deshaun? If you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess the, the, more, the more realistic part of it is, is like, yeah, Miami and, and New York have more ammo. But if they end up not being in the race, like that's where I see the Niners being being the next. I guess that's what the main answer is to that. Like I just think that, like obviously, if Miami, if, if Miami or New York is in play, they had more to give. So I don't see why Houston would not choose them, uh, unless the, uh, Houston just refuses to choose, trade him to AFC, which obviously it's still up to him. The the only Phil, the only player I could see from San Francisco giving up maybe maybe a Solomon someone like Solomon Thomas. Besides that, though, like. They're not giving up like Raheem Mostert. They're not giving up Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. They're not giving up. Uh, they're not giving up your uh, South Carolina Gamecock. There, Debo Samuel. Like, no, definitely not. No, like they also too. That's the other thing. They're not giving up their uh, nice little defensive tackle, also from South Carolina, Kinlaw as well. Now, now I'm not saying they don't do this. I'm just saying, like, what is their ment- what do they want back for Deshaun? That's what I'm asking. Like, no, I, I agree. What, what, what is the what is the priority to get back for him? Yeah. And that's why I think, like, you know, like obviously in a dream scenario, I'd love for him to come to New England, but like, I don't think the 15th's good enough. So I mean, I don't like the 15th pick, and it's like not only like if we gave the 15th pick, you know, other draft picks, like even Stephon Gilmore, I just don't think we even have enough to give. So, like, that's a good argument for the Niners because maybe, like, we even would have more to give than they would. Like, even, too, like, Phil, that's the other reason why, like, for as much as I would like Matt Stafford in New England, I don't think, I think the price is too rich for New England. I think Brad Holmes can easily come in and say, hey, I want that first-round pick, which New, New England needs it this year. It's not like years prior, like, even too, there's reports coming out that Be- Belichick's going to be aggressive. They uh, Patriot scouts met with uh, Mac Jones and Markeem. Who's the quarterback at Wake Forest? Uh, I do not remember his name. Okay, that's all. I, good. I, I've seen I've seen him a lot in these fucking mock drafts. So yeah, I don't remember his name right now. Because he'll probably he'll he'll be a day two or three guy for sure. But just it was something that came to my mind. Um, for as much as I could see Deshaun Watson going to the Niners, I don't think it happens because I was talking to Phil about this actually, Marquee, before you got in. Apparently, the Niners and Lions are really catching steam about Matt Stafford going to be the quarterback there. Mm. Yeah, that's a good fit. It, that's a, it is a good fit. Um, there's also, other people are saying Dallas too, just because he's from the area. And I'm sorry, but if Dallas lets Dak Prescott walk, there's no way they're doing that for Matthew Stafford. That's not happening. What? No! Oh, oh no! 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 You keep you you paid Dak. Phil, Phil, I would love it, but the cap—it's just the cap hit. He's Dak's getting at least probably close to forty mil. J- Jamie Newman, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Jamie Newman. Okay, yeah. So I, I think Stafford to Indy makes too much sense. Stafford, I've been saying this. If the Indianapolis Col- uh, this is one of my hot takes going into next year. I have two. One is that the Cleveland Browns win the AFC North. The other is, is if, if the Indianapolis Colts get a good quarterback this offseason, they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, they played pretty well against the Bills, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, even too, like, even if you have uh, Phillip Rivers, like, well, obviously, too, there's coaching involved in that, but look at Jonathan Taylor. The only difference, I think, with them is, is 
they will probably, I think, try to go get like an Allen Robinson as well. And I think T.Y. Hilton gets cut. Oh, that's unfortunate, man. Oh, it is. I know. I'm just saying, like, and also, too, there's all that talk out there about Andrew Luck going back to Indy. I honestly don't see it. I think I think he's retired. Oh, no, yeah, he's done. He's, he's done. done. He's chilling. Yeah. He's chilling. Um, also, too, one thing I actually want to point out quickly, and I want to give congratulations in order to, but I don't know if he'll ever win an NFL ring, but he gave out a ring today. Uh, quick congratulations to former Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky, who got engaged to his girlfriend. Um. I know it's super random, but Phil, there's another quarterback that I because that, that was the next thing we grew. No problem. I just wanted to mention it because it just came across my head. Um, and you said you said former. It's not. It's not. He's not a former quarterback of the Bears yet. He's not former yet, but we'll see. Um, another trade. Another. Um, here's the thing. There's one team who I think could make a call on Matt Stafford, but I don't know about it. And I want to get your guys' opinion on it, and that's Las Vegas. Do you do car for staff, Stafford we, we, for car? We, we, we got we to talk about Derek Carr. We got to do that. Look, I think that because apparently Mike Mayock came out and said Derek Carr is a top to add a top ten quarterback like season this year. He's improved greatly. Part of me still thinks it's a combination of things. One, John Gruden is a quarterback whore, meaning he likes to get his hands on every quarterback that he could possibly get. The other is is that he's always evaluating talent, like. I think Mike Mayock came out and said too uh, something about Damon Arnett wanting to like needs to like get healthier and like add muscle, and then Trent Brown probably could get traded. Like, man, Vegas is a mess. Derek Carr is about thirty guys, and we're still talking about him getting better and progressing. Like, he yeah. is what he is, man. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Someone mentioned. Think- uh, no, let me make sure he's about. Let me make sure. Hold on. He's uh, yeah, he's, he'll be thirty in two months, March twenty eighth. Okay. Two yeah, months. like bro, come on. He is what he is. He this this is what he is. Oh, uh, whatever whatever you think of him is what he is. You know what I mean? Hey, Markeem, I got a question for you. Because I know you watch more New Japan than WWE, but uh, when did you like? When did you watch WWE like regularly up until? This is random. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I would say like, because uh, I, I, I watched NXT all the way, you know what I mean, since the inception. Yeah. But as far as main roster, uh, like were you a fan during Mania 30? Uh, that's the deep brown one, right? Yeah, because... That, I, I, I tuned in for that. I wouldn't say I was a fan. Okay. Because I only asked that because what Daniel Bryan's storyline was is how I view Derek Carr. He's a B-plus quarterback. <laughs> That's where I was trying to get at. Do you, do you, now do you see why I put two and two together? I wouldn't even... Say B plus, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Well, even he's too, all right, man. He, he's okay. Yeah. He's all right. Exactly. Like people too also threw out the whole, hey, what if they trade Watson for Carr with like Vegas and Houston? And I was just like, you really think Derek Carr would accept a trade, uh, a trade to the franchise that killed his brother? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, thought remember hey, man, that. I felt, I felt so bad for David because like we don't know how good that dude could have been. He never got a chance. Motherfucker still got a Super Bowl <laughs> ring though. 
Like it, it was, it was really sad watching him play. Y'all remember him? Y'all remember watching David? Carr? Yeah, yeah, I remember him flying on his back all the time. He he got hit so much, man. Oh my god. Oh my god, man. Yeah, like and I remember he got drafted. I was like, I felt bad for him because I knew it was coming. I was like, he he holds the ball too long. This is an expansion team. Oh, this is, this will not end well. Was he a, <laughs> was he Fresno State as well or? You said what? Was he? Did he go to Fresno? Because I know Derek went to Fresno State. Was he also Fresno State? Yeah, he was Fresno. I want to say okay. Fresno or San Diego State. I believe it was Fresno. I'll look that up. Sure. I just remember him holding the ball way too long, even coming out of college. And I was like, oh, 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 lord. Yeah, Fresno. <laughs> yeah, hey, Fresno State. He went to Stockdale High School in Bakersfield. Um, but, but in in college, like he like legit, he had like. A computer type brain. I was like, man, he 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 has the mind to play in the NFL. It's just he doesn't have the instincts to play in the NFL. You know what I mean? And and the, and the crazy part is, I think his brother is the opposite. I think his brother has the instincts. You know what I mean? Because he makes a lot of like you know crazy plays on instinct, but he doesn't have the mind that David had. You know what I mean? If somehow we could have matched them both together, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, back, going back to the Matt Stafford thing quickly, I just see this from Pro Football Talk. Uh, given that it's widely known that they're looking to trade him, and given that they owe him another $10 million on March 21st, the Lions could have a hard time maximizing value for quarterback Matt Stafford. That's why I think San Francisco is also a logical dancing partner, because, look, Lynch can just say, hey, we'll give you a second. Like, I... For as good as Matt Stafford is, I do think Matt Stafford is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL right now, or in NFL yeah, history. In NFL history. Yeah. Because, yeah. look, I honestly like the fact, too, that Detroit's not doing what they did to Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson in him, that they're letting him go on his own terms. Yeah. Because, like, we saw what the, the burned bridge that they had with Barry Sanders, who retired after nine years, and then Calvin Johnson, obviously retired in 2016 after, I think, same thing, too, nine or ten seasons. Um... The fact that they're letting him go, and also, didn't they make Calvin Johnson like owe money back to the team after he was retired? Yep, yep. That proves how dysfunctional that organization is. I think they haven't won a playoff game since what ninety one. Has it been that long? It's I, been a long time, I know. Yeah, I know they haven't won a division title. I think since ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. I do know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like it's just thing. It's just stuff like that to look at, like where. Man, this off like for obviously last off season was interesting because with COVID and the Tom Brady stuff, the fact that there's so many players we do not know where they're gonna be next year, this off season is honestly gonna be one of the more compelling ones in the history of the NFL. Like that, and also to uh, for anyone who thinks we, we had a top five quarterback just ask for a trade, yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah, be nuts, right? Really nuts. Yeah. There's. <laughs> I would only say right now there are 12 quarterbacks you know for sure who are starting opening day. Would you guys like to hear them? Go ahead. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, uh, who's the next one? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Aaron. uh, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. I do not think he leaves Green Bay. Uh, you know, for sure, though? You said for sure. Yeah, you said for sure. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Uh, I'm going to put Kirk Cousins on that list. Okay. Yeah, I think that's definite. Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, if he wins, he's done. What, 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 what if he wins or retires? What if he loses or retires? 
You know what, though? He does have another... If he loses, ain't no way he's retiring. Do you really think he'll fuck over the Buccaneers like that, though? Because he still he signed a two-year deal fully guaranteed. I mean, it's just it's just one year. Like, you know... I think the Bucs will take one ring. They'll be all right. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what? You know what? What, what, if, what if he gets in this game and, like you said, he wins? But also, what if he, like, loses and it's, like, really physically taxing on him? And he just goes, I ain't doing this shit again. You especially know... If I don't, especially if I'm worse for wear after this game? Like, come on. If, <laughs> if the Chiefs' defensive line looks like Vaughn Miller and Derek Wolf did in the 2015 AFC Championship game, then I think that happens. But, hey, and, they, and I'm not saying they're that good, but they, we've seen them turn it up like that. Chris Jones is honestly one of the best defensive tackles in the league right now. Like, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, he's in his 40s, like... There's no guarantee he's going to do anything next year. I just, I just think he's stubborn. If he don't win, he's going to win. If he doesn't win, then yeah. Um, or he's going to retire if he, only if he wins. Yeah. Um, and maybe then he may not. Besides that, though, the only guys I can say I think can be will be starting opening day next year is Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. I'll say Dak Prescott because I'm pretty sure he'll stay in Dallas, and then Daniel yeah, Jones yeah, with the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Who with the Giants? I like what they're doing, but I still think they're a year away from making the playoffs potentially. I think I think they're a couple years away from making the playoffs, but I do like that they have a plan. I mean, they don't seem like you know. I mean, because because the thing is, they seem like they want to stick it out with Daniel Jones, and you know, it's it's in there. There's a good quarterback in there. You know what I mean, you, we see it sometimes. Um, Question is, can, can can his can his good traits become habits and not just like things he I does mean, sometimes? To be fair, Josh Allen looked absolutely atrocious last year in the playoffs. Exactly, and I know a lot of people are giving like Sean McDermott a lot of credit. You know what I mean for you know him turning it around, but really it just seems like Josh Allen looked in the mirror and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna play better. Yeah, I'm gonna work on the things that I fucked up." And him and Diggs just lights out. I mean, that's that was that's that's made him better too. So. Because yeah. yeah, because here's the thing with the Giants though, they really need to improve on defense. They need to add, I think, another defensive lineman or even to another linebacker because they honestly have one of the. They have a really good secondary, and Patrick Graham's done a hell of a job there. But they need a weapon. They need a wide receiver. Um, another big question I think too is how healthy is Saquon going to be? How's his, how's his knee going to hold up? And then the other one is uh, what was the other question I was going to have for them. With Daniel Jones, I think he's in that, not in that Josh Allen conversation, because look, Josh Allen made the playoffs in his second year. He's in that Baker Mayfield. Like, it's time to shit or get on, like, either it's time to go or it's time to go. Like, that's where I feel like with Daniel Jones. Make the next step where you get out of it. Exactly. I think this, because, like, I don't want to judge a quarterback off of two years. Like, look, we did that with Baker, and everyone's like, oh, Baker's awful, Baker's this. Look, I'm. I, I don't care. I still don't think he's that good. But <laughs> I don't think he's that good. But I think if he can be good enough, if he can be good me, enough, me and the kid talk about that all the time. Like we, yeah. we've been on that guy's ass for like, <laughs> for like years. years. I mean, you couldn't beat the Chad any Chiefs. Phil, their def- their defense was so depleted by injury. Like they, that's the one thing that they need to do. Like if I Phil, you're probably gonna hate me for saying this, but if if I'm Andrew Barry, I'm calling Belichick about Gilmore. They need they need corner depth and they need linebacker depth. And if they can even add to another edge rusher to help Miles Garrett out, they will be set going forward. Because like they have, I still can't believe that pass that Chad Henney threw that interception. I'm not even the worst pass in NFL history. I can't believe the just the the the. the 
not the, like that was one thing, but man, that run on third down, I was like, all right, what are they going to do? Because they had the, uh, I think it was an offside, or no, it was an offside. It was a false start. It was third and thirteen. I'm like, all right, Cleveland's going to get the ball back and potentially win. And then he just had that big dick energy, and he just fucking ran it yeah. for like from three and thirteen to four and one. I'm like, what the hell was that? That that's the old guy that went. You know, I got nothing to lose here. Yeah, make a moment. He was just like, all right, cool, I'll run. I still, I don't, I still, I still can't believe the Browns didn't win that game. <laughs> after after no Mahomes, but yeah. hey, it is what it is. Yeah, but hey, um, man, that North next year hits. That, that NFC North may be the most intriguing division going into next year just because of all the potential storylines to come out of it. Like, Cincinnati, we know they're still a couple years away. Uh, Pittsburgh, who knows? And then Baltimore, too. Man, Eric DaCosta's got some work to do this offseason. I, I tell you what, if the Steelers win that division again, the Ravens and the Browns should be ashamed of themselves. Ashamed. 100%. Because shame. Man, like... I think I called it a few weeks ago. I said I had a feeling Dwayne Haskins may end up in Pittsburgh, and look where we are. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I remember that. Yeah. You did say that. I said that. Because I was like, you know what? Go there. Be a backup. You know what? Maybe they insert him for a couple plug-in plays here and there, and he can kind of, you know what, prove his worth again. Um, Two other things I'll say about that team is, though, I think that Juju and – I think Juju's gone. Unless – I think it was either you or I, or it was it was, it was either the kid – Big Rat, who said, it's either if he wants money, he'll stay, but if it's term, he's gone. Mm. I know that wasn't me. That's too profound. I think it's Big Rat. I think it was Big Rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and then that's, with, that's, that's a good point. And then with Baltimore, too. Like Baltimore has what it takes to be good. It's just, look, they have to reinvent their offense because they've been figured out. <laughs> And then two, they they need to add a wide receiver one. I'm sorry, Hollywood Brown's good. He's not a wide receiver one good. Plus two, Phil's Phil's favorite tight end in the NFL left, and it hurt them more than it helped them. I think that Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson has proven that that can work, but they gotta they can't play '90s football anymore. They gotta they gotta give them. They've been yeah. playing '90s football. Do they- run 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 run. I know he's out of the league, and I know it's controversial. But like, look at what happened with when Greg Roman was with Colin Kaepernick. Like the first couple of years, it was all look. This is this great offense, and then out of nowhere, te- not out of nowhere, teams figured it out, and slowly that's when the performance started to decline. So it's just, it's just that was just something I wanted to add in quickly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was the other divisions I was looking at too? Like, there's some teams where I look at, I'm like, look, there's room to get better, but then there's room to not be like. I, I, I've been on this for a while, but people know, like, I'm not a Fangio guy, and I'm also, too, I think Drew Locke's overrated. Like, that's another team that I'm just like, look. They, he was rated? What? <laughs> people rated him highly? I was never rating him highly. I was saying that when Drew Locke went 4-1 last in 2019, I was like, all right, guys, let's pump the brakes. And then this year he came out, and, like, we saw, like, he, the, he had a lot of iffy performances, even though he almost beat the Chiefs on primetime. He, he stinks. He's, yeah, he stinks. I also think, too, Fangio's... I think with Fangio, though, like, his, it's just his style of football is not meant for today's game. They're playing old... They, I, he runs a very old-school style offense. I think they need a new, fresh offensive mind in there. Like, man, like, the, the league is about pace now, man. Like, you gotta go, go, go. Yeah. And if, you know what I mean? Time of possession is cool and all that, but, like... If you don't have the personnel to do it, it you know what I mean? It's not, it's not conducive to winning. Yeah. I mean, you, you just you, you have to have tempo. 
I mean, tempo, the game is fast now. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah, one question I wanted to ask you guys, because you guys both live in the area, but why are why are Panther fans already wanting to get rid of Bridgewater? Because they, they well, at least from what I gather, because uh, I got a couple friends that are huge Panthers fans. They always consider him a transitional guy anyway. Like, yeah. they, he was never bought there to be the guy anyway. I think everyone just thought, okay, let's see if we can make the playoffs, and they didn't, so... Time to move on. Okay, okay, but I was like, I'm gonna, I just want to be like, guys. It was a one year. It's like it's been. The, it was the first year, and we also know too. There is a lot of growing pains, but um, there's actually a draft podcast. I want the two of you to check out. Um, let me just get the name of it quickly. Uh, I listened to it today. It's from Pro Football Focus. Uh, two for one drafts. Uh, they were talking a lot about it, and like even people are saying like with Carolina, oh, can they add a linebacker? Could they add this? I'm like, yo, they drafted completely defense last year, like. I'm very intrigued to see what they do. All, all weaponry, I think. I think they should get all everything on offense. Yeah. They, they, all just skill players. That's it. They're going to have to replace Curtis Samuel, and I think they have to beefen up their offensive line. And also, they got to hope that Christian McCaffrey is fully healthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. Phil will tell you, that's the thing I worried about with him was him, his uh, his body. I said it when he got drafted. I was like, yo, injuries, man. Yeah. When he was at Stanford, he got hurt a lot. Because yeah. yeah, he did everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And even, like, they, they... I know you guys also live clo- close-ish to Atlanta as well. Like, I love for everyone saying, like, oh, uh, Matt, they're exploring trading Matt Ryan. I'm just like, yo, who's taking that contract on right now? And, and why, like... you If you trade someone, you trade with the hopes that you'll get something better. Like... Matt, Matt Ryan, you know I'm, I'm never been the biggest Matt Ryan guy, but you're not going to trade for a better quarterback than that. It's not going to happen. No, like you can go and trade and try to upgrade, but at the same time, you're not. It's you're kind of shooting the dark, hoping that you're going to upgrade the guy. Yeah, they, they, what's out there? I mean, yeah, because yeah. I think they, you're you, not getting Deshaun Watson. It's not happening. No, you know what I like for them to do though. Draft Wilson or Fields, unless because whichever one's available, have them sit behind uh, Ryan, like you know Baker Mayfield did, like Justin Herbert did for a game. But then there's obviously the needle into the pun- needle that punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was a red shirt, had a, was a red shirt his rookie year, and he started the last game. And then the Chiefs kind of realized, hey, this kid can ball. So if you take on Wilson or Fields. And then you know what? When you're out of it, play him, see what you got, and then from there you can determine whether you keep Matt Ryan or not. I think Matt Ryan's a Falcon for 21. It's 2022 that I really question where he'll be. Phil, you've been quiet. <laughs> yeah, Phil's been. I've been listening. I haven't really had anything to say. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, Phil's, yeah. Phil's quiet. This is weird. <laughs> I'm good, I promise. Yeah, all right, okay, okay. But yeah, like Markeem, do you yeah, but, uh, guys do you agree the, with what I said or the fa- what you say about the Falcons? Do you agree with the take or? Oh yeah, I think that uh, if you can't if you can't find anything or at least some sort of package that makes you better, just hold on to them because like they're they're not going to win a championship. Yeah, you know I mean like twenty twenty two is the year you decide to shake things up. I think because there's not much there's not much flexibility right now, and aren't they kind of capped out too? They can't really do anything. Yeah, they have horrible cap. I think. Yeah. And do you got to get Calvin Ridley extended this offseason? Yeah, that, that, that's priority number one. Just trade Julio to New England. That's all I need. 
this motherfucker. <laughs> but, but no, like, like the one advantage they do have is the fact that that receiving core is actually pretty good. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, fuck, I, what was I going to say as well? There, there, this is why I love. This is why, like, when I, when I was going to say when I love, this is why even a year ago I started this podcast, I was like, you know what, out of any sport, I can do football because I can have conversations like this year-round. Like, Phil yeah. knows this. Phil's been on here a lot. Markeem, this is your third time on here. The league don't stop, man. No. They don't. It's a year-round sport. The only time I think the league really shuts down is, like, May because the only question with this year's offseason, obviously there's no combine. They're just doing, like, pro days and stuff is the off-season program and OTAs. Like, stuff like that is what's going to make people better. Like, I love it when people are saying to me, like, how, oh, like, whenever, like you know, there's all the unfortunate influx of injury this year when everyone's saying, oh, they should be ready to go anyway. I'm like, yeah, but there's a difference between being ready to, like, go to training camp and ready to play the season. Like, you got to get your feet wet before you jump in the deep end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, especially, too, for the rookies. Like, I remember... Like, do you guys remember week one this year? Like, uh, Baltimore kicked Cleveland's ass. Like, I think it was like 38-6. to And then everyone was like, oh, great, same old Cleveland. But then now, like, Jarvis Landry's looking at it and being like, yeah, you know what? We barely got to work with a new coach. Yeah, they, they did it like the same old, same old, man. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did look bad. Exactly. Um, man, that, that whole NFC South can be very interesting, depending on, obviously, if Tom leaves or not. But... The one thing I'll say about the Bucs is, like, when everyone looks at, like, oh, one thing one team, each team could use, I heard them say with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's like, hey, maybe add in another offensive lineman. Like, what else do the Bucs need? Because more than anything, I think it's just, hey, keeping the guys on your team under contract. Like, I think Chris Godwin is gone. I think you got to give Levante David his money, though. Yeah, I, th- I think they, they – I think – that Tom Brady has done a good job this year of hiding the fact that that offensive line, in terms of pass blocking, really isn't that great. Yeah, I think he's done a I think he's done a good job of hiding that, and I think that that should be the focus because you know they got the best weapons in the league, uh, a solid running back core. You know what I mean? And uh, the defense is is good. They well, they, can, they they they're have physical. The they're physical. Yeah. Play, yeah, they can play good. They're not always good. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> they can play good at times, you know what I mean? So. Like, man, JPP has more sacks than he did before he lost his fingers. It's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it, man. Yeah. Also, too, one thing I wanted to add about the Super Bowl, you know, Tom Brady, Steve Spagnuolo revenge game from Super Bowl 42. Wait, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that till this week either. But, yeah, Steve uh, Spagnuolo was the, was the DC for the Giants when they uh, play, played the Patriots. But then I, again, I know, Phil, I'm just saying, but then you look at that Giants defense, they had some ballers on that team. I think, like, Justin Tuck, Michael Strahan, obviously, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, O.C., I don't remember his last name. O.C. Umanura. O.C. Umanura. O.C. Umanura. Yeah, like, they had some guys on that team, so, like, look, if they can, sh- like, if, like, yeah, like, oh, man. We, I'm, we I'm, talked I'm about just, it last time. That, that's the secret. Yeah, that's 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 how you beat Tom Brady, man. You you you, you have a line like that, and you get to him without blitzing. Well, the old Tom Brady. 
Yeah. Maybe this guy's different. We'll find out. Exactly, because <laughs> one player that I'm gonna oh that's one you know what because before like I'm like we're if we're running out of topics and stuff we can stop recording whenever but one question I want to ask the two of you give me an X factor from each team who for the Super Bowl. Oh, I'll tell you exactly. I know exactly who it is for the Bucks, but uh, uh, well, yeah, for the Bucks for me is Gronk. It's like, Gronk, exactly. Yeah, I think that they've been saving him this whole time. He's been yeah. he's gonna. He's gonna I, I, I think I think yeah I think he's been chilling till uh. To this game here, as far as as far as the Chiefs though, I don't think it's one player. Like I said, I think it's that defensive line. Like they they have shown they can play well, and they have shown they can play terribly. This cannot be one of those games where they don't play well. This can't be it. They'll get they'll get like 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 we we just talked about how suspect uh, the the Bucks offensive line can be when blocking the pass and. They they can't they have you know what I'm saying they have to take advantage of the fact that those dudes aren't always consistent. I mean you, you have you have to step it up or you or you you know what I'm saying or you will if you're in a shootout with Tom Brady. I mean even old Tom Brady, I think he wins that ninety percent of the time. I mean you don't want that. Yeah, you don't, you don't want a shootout. You know what I mean like you you have to get stopped. I mean, you want to get I to him, and you want to be the last. Like you want Mahomes to be the last one with the ball, and then he doesn't have another shot. Exactly. Like I, I feel like, if, like I know they have the best offense in the league, and Patrick Mahomes is incredible. But like, I really do believe that they don't want this to become a track meet. Because like, at the end of the day, yeah, you know I mean, even though Mahomes has Tyreek Hill and all these weapons, you know what I mean, Travis Kelsey, all these weapons, um, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, who's been I think pretty much coasting this entire playoff run. Yep. You don't want to. You don't want to track meet, man. Like you know, and, and and I think that you make it like like I know I said Tom Brady is good at winning sloppy games, but uh, if he throws three interceptions against Patrick Mahomes, he's not gonna win. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> lord, no! He's not gonna win. You know what I mean, so yeah, yeah, just try and make it as difficult as you can for him. Flash I mean, forward two weeks from now, Tom Brady threw four interceptions in one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. I just think that would be funny. Because historically, the Chiefs are like, like, here's the thing. I know y'all remember the uh, Super Bowl the Packers won against the Steelers, where the Steelers had all the turnovers, but the reason why they lost wasn't because of the turnovers. It's because every time they turned the ball over, Aaron Rodgers turned it into a touchdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he was killing them every time they turned the ball over. And that's what Patrick Mahomes does. Like, you turn the ball over, he's going to kill you. You know what I mean? So, I think that's the best way. That's, that's the best way, in my opinion, that they beat them. And I think Tom Brady's been kind of prone to turn the ball over. You know what I mean? So, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to make a pick. But, like, you know, I think just from that, they, they, have, to, they have to play the way, they, the way that I know they can for them to win that game. It's really up to them. Yeah, like, I'm going to say an X-factor for this game is, like, Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs. Yep. Those guys have to play flawless. Like, if they let pressure get to Tom Brady. Because here's the thing. When Tom's got a clean pocket, he'll kill you. Tom doesn't have a clean pocket. You're going to frustrate him, and you're probably going to beat him. Or yep. maybe not. Like I yeah. say, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of the best at winning the sloppy games. Yeah. He's one of the best. Like I mean, look at Super, the last Super Bowl he was in two years ago. Slappy, terrible. He was awful against the Rams. Yeah, but he won. He made. He made. And I'm not even saying that he won like riding the coat. No, he made the big plays 
to keep the game away from the Rams. I mean, like when they had a chance, like when it looked like they had a chance to come back, Tom Brady was able to kill the clock. You remember that last drive he had? He ate like five minutes off the clock. It, it, it didn't help yeah. me that Julian Edelman played the game of his life. Like, Julian Edelman yeah, 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 yeah. had a workhorse yeah. in that game. Yeah. Um, like, like, they, like, like, they killed him. Big first down and a big first down. Even when Tom Brady was playing bad, he still, big throw. I mean, another big throw. All right, so okay. so million dollar question now. Who do you guys? Since I don't know if if uh, we'll be back on, if you guys will be back here before uh, Super Bowl or not, who's winning? Well, I know who's, I know who Phil's picking. Yeah, that's why you go first. <laughs> Phil doesn't even need to say. We know who Phil's going with. <laughs> the Bucks are winning, man. Until home at in Tampa, top the story writes itself too much. Like he can stop the he can stop the only team like. You can stop a team from uh, winning two in a row. Last team to win it was his Patriot. Like, just too much writing on the wall. Like, for Tom Brady to not win. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I know. Like, I just, I just, they, the winning. I, th- I think the Chiefs are the better team. I agree. I would agree with that part. I just think the Bucks are winning. Like, I, I mean, I don't think, like, I just think there's too much. Too much I mean, to- look, man, like, this is, this, for me, it's a hard one to pick because, like, I think the Chiefs are clearly the better team, but, like, there are times where they sleepwalk, and Tom Brady is in, in the Super Bowl. It's not the you know what I'm saying the defense. I'm mainly talking about the defense, but at times the defense sleepwalk, and that's not the guy you sleepwalk against. I, I, this is really tough for me to pick. I'm not gonna especially with those weapons too, like you mentioned. So yeah, like this, this is not the game for y'all to play around. Y'all can't play around with Tom Brady. And Marquise, you know I, mean? I, I know I briefly mentioned it, but I do think it, it is fair to to talk. And I know, like I said, I'm sure me picking the the Bucks, of course, is going to be all homer. But like, I do think it goes without saying that like no one knows what the the effect of a Super Bowl team being able to play at home is going to actually have. Like, we don't know that yet. This, like, this is why, team, why I wish like, like crowds were regular because I would I would be very interested to see how the crowd was during this game. But I mean, I still like they don't have to travel. Like they're traveling home. Like all the facilities they're used to. Like I, I mean, I just think that it's gonna. It's it's an advantage that I don't think people are really gonna realize until but, after the. But but like Phil, like with the COVID, like honestly, I'm gonna be hundred percent with you. With COVID going on, I, I really don't think home field's really been that big in these playoffs. And it has, been, but I just think in a Super Bowl, I think it just brings a whole nother. Because like if, it, if this was the regular crowd, I'd be hundred percent with you. I'd probably pick the. If this was uh, a um, the one thing I want to say quick, sorry to cut you off, Markeem. The one thing I want to say about the regular crowd is, uh, do you guys not remember last year that like Miami was majority Chiefs fans? Like, I think if life was normal right now, the same matchup, Raymond James Stadium, I think Chiefs fans outnumber Bucks fans. You Uh, think so? I don't know. I don't don't, know. I'm not so sure, man. But I will say this. I will say this. I understand your point, Griff, because. Bucks fans do not support that team. Yeah, you know I mean, like, how many so, Bucks fans does anybody here actually know? I know. My best friend's the Bucks fan. Yeah. Before 2019, Bucks fan. Technically, my uncle's a Bucks fan, but he's a Bucks. Am I? He he falls all the four teams. I'm like, pick one, bro. <laughs> so, like, 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 yeah, because uh, even like me, really and talk, me, me and the kid have talked about this. Like, they don't always support that team. Again, I mean, this is like a loyal fan base, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, I, I understand. I get your point, Grim. I get your point. That's and Chiefs fans, they, they're a lot of them. Yeah. There are a lot of them. I don't know a single actual Chiefs fan, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm still in the South, but... My mom's... Like, they, they, 
you you saw the Super Bowl last year. They travel, man. They, they, there are a lot of them. They do travel. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, actually, fun fact about that Super Bowl traveling. Uh, one of my mom's friends from high school, her her husband has a job down in Kansas City, and they were at the game last year in Miami. Wow. Yeah. There you go. And also, too, the, the, another point I wanted to add on quickly is actually, I know, the only Chiefs fan I know, like, my mom's sort of become a fan. Like, she's watched football and stuff. She's kind of supported New England because of me, but, like, she's just kind of been infatuated with Mahomes ever since he really came onto the scene. Oh, he's, he's the most fun quarterback I ever watched in my life. Yeah. He's so fun. I don't, I don't blame her. I understand. Huh. But, but, no, okay, you told me to make a pick. Um, Gonna pick the Chiefs just because I think they are the better team, but I'm not, I'm not confident at all about that. Because like, like I said, that defense has to play well. Yeah. What about what? What would happen if all this hype and we get Blaine Gabbert versus Chad Henney for most of the game? Phil, shut the fuck oh, up. Oh my god, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Phil, don't. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> if it was still 2020, I'd be worried. Don't <laughs> put that evil on us, Phil. Oh man. <laughs> For the fucking championship. Oh my god. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP Blaine Gabbert throws a laser to Mike Evans to win the game. <laughs> and and Tom Brady would still technically have a seventh ring. <laughs> that that Blaine Gabbert is the weirdest fucking QB prospect. Like, like it was so weird. I was like, where where did this hype come from? Because like I remember during that draft, the Cam draft, people was like, man, they should really go with Gabbert. Like Cam's too inconsistent. I'm like, wait a minute, the guy from Missouri? I was like, who's Blaine Gabbert? And I was like, oh, this dude? <laughs> no. Oh, I have a, I actually have a story about that because I was in the States like in March of that year. Um, and I remember turning on to ESPN and it was just like Blaine Gabbert's pro day. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and, then, and then I saw him, I was like, you, who did, where did he play? And then they show highlights for him. As a, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, it hit me then because I never knew his name. I was like, oh, the guy with the – because it, it was – I think it was that year he threw, like, a Hail Mary pass, and then it was, like, really impressive. Just like a Blaine – I'm sure you've been fine. Blaine Gabbert, Hail Mary. And I remember it was, like, everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. And then – I was like, and then I saw him, I was like, oh, the guy with the Hail Mary. That's what I remembered him for, not for anything else. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. He got drafted in the top ten because of the Hail Mary, by the way, guys. Yeah. Wow. Let, let that sink in. I actually saw a video today of redrafting that uh, top, like, it was the top five picks so far, but that draft had a really good top ten, like, a lot of good players come out of that draft. Uh, I know Cam. Who else was in that draft? Help me out. Von Miller, J.J. Watt, Julio, A.J. Green. Oh, let me look it up. Because those are the top five like players probably from that draft. Uh, man, A.J. Green, man. Oh, my God. He, he was at his best, man. Oh, my God. Let's see. Oh, A.J. Green. So good. So good. Let's see right here. Uh, I'll just ring off the picks. Let's see. Cam, Von, Von Miller, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith, Jake Locker, Tyrone Smith, Blaine Gabbert, J.J. Watt, Christian, Par- Christian Ponder, Nick Fairley. Yeah, Christian, yeah. Christian Ponder. Christian. <laughs> Ponder. <laughs> Ponder. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see who else. 
Uh, Nick his, Fairley. His wife is beautiful, though. Yeah, she yeah. works for ESPN, right? Uh, she did for a little bit. I don't know if she still does, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Robert Quinn, Mike Pouncey, Ryan Kerrigan, Nate Solder, Corey Lugett, uh, Prince of Mar- Prince of Murkamurwa. I fucked that up. Adrian Claiborne, Anthony. Close enough. Yeah, Adrian Claiborne, uh, Anthony Costanzo, Cameron Jordan, uh, Mark Ingram, Cameron Hayward. That's a good ass draft. Andy Dalton, Kyle Rudolph, Rodney Hudson, Randall Cobb. Justin Houston, DeMarco Murray, Jarrell Casey, uh, KJ Wright, Jordan Ca- Jordan Cameron. All the, uh, almost all of these dudes had a really good career. Julius Thomas, Anthony Sherman, Richard Sher- Richard Sherman was a fifth round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, hey, hey, now, now, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, he was a receiver for most of his college career. He was yeah. not very good. He played corner one year. It was really fantastic at it. And uh, I was like, you know what? Did he play well enough to be like a high draft pick? And I saw he went in the fifth round, and I was like, that might be a bit too low. And, you know, look, <laughs> look at this. But he was, he was a bad receiver for years. You know what I mean? Jason Kelsey was a sixth-round pick. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at it right now. Like, I even want to see – like, I was just going – like, I literally was scrolling through the entire thing. There's a lot of good players, and even undrafted, uh, Dan Bailey, Chris Harris, Patrick DeMarco, Doug Baldwin, Chris Hogan. Yeah, was picked in the sixth round. Oh, yeah, Michael Owenu. Um, <laughs> but, Markeem, I just, love with, I just love with drafts how you can go from such a great draft class like 2011, and then you have 2013, which was just absolutely horrendous. Dino Smith? Yeah. What I what did you do, Smith? Yeah. I saw, I saw an NFL Network show one time, like the top, uh, I think it was like the top 10, like all time, and it was uh, it was for draft, like for uh, draft classes. The one, two that I saw automatically and just laughed at was, uh, does the name Tony Mandrich, uh, Mandrich come to mind? Yeah, isn't that the guy that got drafted before Dan Marino? That him? Yeah, because him? the top five from that draft was... Troy Aikman, Mandrich, Sanders, Derek Thomas, Deion Sanders. Oh, you're talking about, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's the odd man out of that one. Derek Thomas, Hall of Famer. Deion <laughs> Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, Deion, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, that dude. Okay. That was a dude that, like, made sports. I, 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 I was thinking about Todd Blackledge, that's what I was thinking about. No, 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 uh, I'm pretty sure he's... Isn't that the guy that does college football for ESPN? Yeah, yeah, he got drafted before Dan Marino. Good lord. Um, <laughs> but no, with that 89 draft, though, Mandrich, I remember seeing it. He was on, like, the cover of Sports Illustrated. I think he showed up to camp, like, I was either he was fat as shit or he just, like, was horrible at football. It was either his game was bad or it was just he was really out of shape. One of the two. I, n- I never thought, what is the greatest... NFL draft of all time. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google like, it right like, now just like to with see. NBA, with NBA is easy. It's either the Elijah Wan Jordan draft or the '96 one, or even the '03 one. Like we know that that's easy, but like I just with, love uh, how Darko. NFL, I'm not so sure. Uh, so I'm on Athlon Sports right now. They have 1983 as number one. NFL. Yeah. NFL. Do you want to hear yeah, the? That's Elway. That's, do... that's Marino. 
Uh, Eric Dickerson, Bruce Matthews, Jim Kelly, Daryl Green, Richard Dent, Jim Covert. Uh, Crazy. Crazy. All Hall of Famers, man. Yeah. Even 1981, too. Lawrence Taylor, Kenny Easley, Ronnie Lott, Michael Singletary, Howie Long, Ricky Jackson, Russ Grimm. Uh, let's see. Like, 2004 is another one. 2001, I think, is a pretty good one. 2001. Wasn't that Vic? That was year, Vic was the year before. I'm pre- no, was I think old. 2001 was Vic. It was Vic? I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, uh, what was it, LT in that draft? LT yeah. and Steve Hudson, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Top draft picks from that draft. Michael Vick, Leonard Davis, Ger- Gerard Warren, Justin Smith, LT, Richard she- Richard Seymour, Andre Carter, David Terrell, Corin Robinson, Jamal Richards, Dan Morgan, just going down the list. Santana Moss was in that draft. Deuce McAllister, Michael Bennett, uh, not the brother of obvi- different Michael Bennett, Reggie Wayne, Todd Heath. Yeah, the, the running back, right? Yeah, uh, Drew Brees, Kyle Vandenbosch, Algie Crumpler, former New England Patriot, uh, Ocho Cinco, uh, also former New England Patriot, yeah. Matt Light, <laughs> for like five minutes, yeah, for like- <laughs> Steve Smith, Man, Steve Smith was a third round pick, yeah, yep, uh, Roberto, uh, oh, no, I thought I saw, Rob- I oh yeah, no, Roberto Garza, they, they thought that uh, they thought that Steve Smith was just a kick return. Yeah. Nobody nobody saw what he became coming. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame one day. He will too. I uh Richard oh, T, oh here's a good one from that draft. Seventh round, two hundred and fourth overall. TJ Hushmanzada. TJ Hushmanzud. Championship. <laughs> now nah, I want to know who two thousand was though. Who first overall that year was? First overall oh. two thousand is Courtney don't Brown. Tell me, don't tell me. God damn it. I told you not to. <laughs> Sorry, Marquise. He, he got drafted by the Browns, right? Yeah. No, no. Because the year before that, they took Tim Couch. <laughs> yeah. When Donovan McNabb was right. Hey, I'm not. Okay, okay. Let me tell you a funny story about that draft. So I remember watching that with a cousin of mine, right? And then he was like, because I was, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. So I was thinking, like, uh, if Tim Couch suddenly falls, I don't want him. He's like, wow, that boy good. I saw him play at Kentucky. I was like, can you name me one great Kentucky QB, like, in general? You know what I mean? Can you name me? And he was like, I can't do it. I was like, pick Donovan McNabb if he falls, you know what I'm saying, if he's there, or trade out of the pick. And he was like, Donovan McNabb, the fat dude from Syracuse? (laughs) (laughs) And and, and the funny thing about that, right, is that, after Donovan McNabb retired, he was like, I told you he was a bum. He ain't never won no Super Bowl. I'm like, why are we doing this, man? Why are we doing this? That's funny. Like, why are we doing this now, man? Like, like, the moment he retired, he called me. He was like, you see? You see that shit? He was uh. a bum. With his whole career, didn't win a thing. I tried to tell you years ago. I'm like, motherfucker, you remember this call? <laughs> you Oh, in the 2000 draft, the San Francisco 49ers in the third round drafted Giovanni Carmazzi. Mm, if you just got, got Tom Brady, what were you thinking? Oh, oh Well, anyway, guys, I'm going to end the episode here. That's going to do it for episode 60. Phil, Markeem, it's been an absolute blast talking to you guys. If I don't talk to you before, then enjoy the Super Bowl. 
But anyway, guys, uh, if you guys, if the if the listening audience loves Phil and Markeem, don't worry, guys. We're gonna have many more episodes like this between now and the draft because. Oh yeah, this is just random shit. This yeah. is just random. Yeah. This is this episode is literally random fuller shit to because this is the week in between the championship Sunday and the Super Bowl. Straight up. Exactly. Have a good night, everybody, and continue to stay safe. Peace. Peace out. Also, two guys, like I said before, Bell, let's talk. If you ever want to talk to someone, don't be afraid to. Have a good night. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.